0: It's really interesting to see like where I was a year ago and where I am now, because I joke now like I'm in my celibate phase or my friends and I have been saying we're in our siren summer instead of hot girl summer where we're gonna flirt, we're gonna date, we're gonna do this, but like we're not having sex. It's so interesting. This shift has happened with me and with like other women. Is casual sex for women all it's cracked up to be? Welcome back. This is The Confident Collective Podcast, and we are your hosts. I'm Ryan, And I'm Christina. We are curb models, content creators, and some would even say comedians. We started The Confident Collective Podcast to help you live your most confident life by sharing our stories and sitting down with experts to talk about, well, life. We chat sex, dating, business, relationships, and
1: so much more. We hope you love this episode. So let's get into it. Before we get started, we just wanted to say that we have compiled an Amazon wish list from the teachers in our community. Ray and I have really been thinking of ways to really support the Confident Collective community, and this is just one small way we value our teachers so much. So we're going to share a link in the show notes, and if you have any means to support any of these teachers by purchasing something on their wish list, I think it would be so helpful for them and we would really appreciate it. And I know they would too. So we'll leave it in the show notes, we'll leave it on stories and feel free to share with anyone in your community as well. Hello,
0: everyone. Welcome back to the Confident Collective podcast. It's Christina. And it's Rayanne. How's everybody doing on this beautiful Tuesday? Oh my gosh, Ray,
1: I have a story for you. I literally like I'm ah, embarrassed even thinking about it. But I feel so uncomfortable. But oh my gosh, guys, I had one of the most embarrassing experiences of my entire life the other day. What happened? I have to rewind first because it started with like a really powerful manifestation. My friend Brianna was visiting from New Jersey. And she's one of my best friends from college. And she was like, you know what? You need to become friends with this influencer couple. Because like, they are the funniest people. I love them so much. She's like, I am always watching their content. And I feel like you and C would be really good friends with them. And I'm like, who are they? And it's this girl, Alexandra Madison, and her husband, John. And they are so funny. They make like really funny couples content. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love them. Yeah. And the funny thing is people always share their content with me. Like my brother-in-law, my brother, like everyone always just shares their content with me. So it's just like funny. I kid you not, the next morning, Steve and I walk into the farmer's market and there they were as soon as we walked in. It was so weird. Like she was just saying you need to be friends with them. So I, of course, went up to them, told them the whole story. I was like, I love you guys. I feel like we need to be friends. We ended up following each other on social media and we went on our first date, friend date the other day. So we were having a great time. We're there for an hour and a half. I get up to leave. I give her a hug goodbye. And this is so embarrassing. I look at my chair and it's red, completely red. I got my period and I was wearing white linen pants. Okay. And completely bled through the entire thing. And it was like, you could not hide it. This girl I just met gave me this shirt off her back, quite literally. This is at Sportsman Lodge in Studio City, which is like a very like bougie area, kind of sceny a little bit for the valley. It's where Erewhon is, okay, to paint a picture for you. It was the most mortifying thing in the entire world. I'm like, she literally gave me the shirt off her back. And anyways, it was so much fun. And then all I could think about was how absolutely mortified I am as a 35-year-old woman to get her period. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not that crazy that that happened. Like, that happens to all of us. But, oh, my God.
0: I would have been so embarrassed. I would have started sweating profusely and been so embarrassed and frazzled. Wait,
1: Ray and that's what I kept saying. I was like, I'm dripping. I'm dripping sweat right now. Like,
0: and I'm not even like a face sweater,
1: but my face was moist as hell. And I just, I didn't know what to do. She's like, I feel like I need to follow you to your car. I feel like I need to escort you. I'm like, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. Let's not make this a bigger scene. But It was such a scene.
0: Was it a fabric chair?
1: No, it was a metal chair. Thank
0: God. Oh, thank God. Okay. That would say, have been like, worse. Like what, level, what level of like embarrassing are we talking about like did it, which it's already I'm still a i'm soaking my pants
1: oh my God. it was
0: mortifying
1: she actually honestly made me feel like it wasn't as bad as it was which i appreciate because i would have just fell in the water and died right there if i knew how bad it was but it was bad and the craziest part is i remember sitting there talking to her being like oh i'm kind of peeing myself a little bit that's weird <laughs>
0: The fact that you thought you were peeing is beyond me.
1: Beyond me. I don't even, like, why would I think that? Like, why would I ever think that? It was so crazy.
0: Oh. Anyways. Oh, my God. That's really embarrassing. But I also think, like, you kind of just, like, jumped right into, like, a deep level of friendship with her. Hopefully. <laughs> she was, like, it took our friendship to a whole new level. Don't worry. We're good.
1: So, anyways, I you know, it's, like, one of those things that, like, you're just, like, thinking about for, like, the rest of your life.
0: Oh, I had one of those the other day, actually. Wait, I want to (laughs) hear. Oh, my God. Okay, so I was on a brand trip in Montauk with Victoria's Secret, okay? And all of the guys who worked at this hotel were so sexy. They all are from, like... Uruguay, Argentina, they're hot. Okay. Mm -hmm. and this one guy is the general manager and Rosie's boyfriend actually knows him. So he was like, look out for this guy. Like his name is Bamboo, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I just name dropped him. Whatever. He's not going to say (laughs) this. But anyway, so we like meet him the first night at the event. And I was like, Rosie, Greg did not tell us that Bamboo is sexy. Like his eyes are piercing me. I was like, oh my God. I'm like, wow. Wow. Okay. So anyway, we meet him. And then the next morning we're waiting in this line (laughs) to get coffee. Okay. And he comes up to us and he starts talking to us and he's like, how's your morning going? And we're like, oh, it's good. It's great. Like blah, blah, blah. And he goes, are you going to order breakfast? But I heard, can I get your breakfast? So I start ordering my breakfast from this man. I'm like, oh, I would love a ham and cheese croissant and a almond milk latte. And he's like, oh, you can just order at the counter. And I just went like silent. And Rosie and I are just silent for a little bit. And then we sit down and we are having our croissants. And she's like... So remember when you ordered from him and he wasn't (laughs) working at the coffee shop? And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I'm going to think about that for a long time. That one's pretty embarrassing. I was like, that poor man. Like, like, I just was like, oh, here's my coffee order. And he's like, I'm not working here, bitch. And I'm like, "Okay, oopsie. Oh, man. I don't think as embarrassing as yours, but hopefully that makes you feel better. It makes me feel a little bit better. Sure. good. thank you. I appreciate that welcome. My other quick update, because honestly, I feel like I've been so boring, which I've needed to be boring because this is like the first time in months I haven't been sick and work being crazy. I've just been at home reading and being in my soft girl era. But everyone, I have finally joined a beach volleyball team. That is the funniest thing to me. It only (laughs) took you moving to New York City. I lived in California for five years. And Christina, we talked about this for five years. Yeah and never did it. And all it took turns out was me moving to New York where there's not a beach in sight to join a beach volleyball. No, race. but you know what? There are
1: actually like really nice, like sandy courts to play volley, beach volleyball. And it's probably way easier to get to.
0: Oh, it's way easy. I can walk there yeah. from my from my apartment, which I would have had to drive like, you know, an hour and a half to get to Santa Monica back in the day. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's like a huge exaggeration, but for sure. <laughs>
0: No, it would have taken me an hour and a half if it was like we're meeting at 6 p.m. on a weekday. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Okay, facts, facts. Fine.
0: Thank you. Um, anyway, so
1: how is the team? Have you played yet?
0: Oh, no, we haven't started yet. So I'll report back. It starts at the end of the month. Is it
1: co ed? Is it okay? That'll be so fun.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited. I know a few of my girlfriends are on the team, so I know. Okay, nice. Yeah. So that'll be good. And you never know who you're going to meet. And it's just a fun like activity to socialize and like get a little workout in, you know? Yeah, that'll be awesome. I'm excited for you. I feel like I need to go practice because I'm a little bit rusty.
1: Girl, you're almost six feet. You'll be good.
0: I just need to stand, I mean, not know, six feet, but I got a whole lot of body to get out of that sand. Oh my gosh, I <laughs> know. People always assume doing like
1: doing I could jump really no. high and like spike because I'm so tall. I'm like, uh, do you know how much effort it would take for me to jump out of the sand and get serious yeah. height?
0: <laughs> I know. So maybe I'm going to go and do a few practice volleys and stuff to get warmed up to really impress my new teammates.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm excited for you. I think that'll be really, really fun.
0: Um, me too. Well, Christina, what are you obsessed with this week? Oh my gosh.
1: Do you know who Bobby Altoff is? Of course. I am obsessed with her. Okay, so if you're listening and you live under a rock and you don't know her, she's a content creator, podcaster, TikToker, and she's the funniest person ever.
0: Did you know her before like her Drake interview? I didn't, but my friend Justine who does my hair also
1: does Bobby's hair. And she was telling me about Bobby and she told me that she is about to do an interview with Drake. And I was like, no way. I was like, who is this person? So I started following her right before and I was following her. And then all of a sudden, like the Drake interview started popping up. And I think they are the funniest things ever. Steve was like, why do you keep watching this? I'm like, do not think this is hilarious because it is so funny to me.
0: No, she's, but I've been seeing all this stuff of people saying that she's an industry plant. Oh, my and all gosh. Totally. Because, because she did kind of blow up, like, out of
1: nowhere. I did see, like, her post that video about how, like, people think she's an industry plant. Yeah. And I, I haven't seen any of the commentary on it about people actually
0: thinking that.
1: So it's funny that you've you've been seeing that.
0: I've just seen some like videos and stuff of people being like, where did this girl come from? Like she has to be an industry plant. Like she has like three YouTube videos before she interviews Drake. It feels like she just came out of nowhere. And people are like, oh, we needed like our version of Chicken Shop Date. And so this is like our version. I don't know what Chicken Shop Date is. Oh my gosh. Chicken Shop Date is similar to like Bobby's style of humor. Her name's Amelia and she was interviewing like rappers and artists in England and she's very much that same sense of humor with the people she interviews kind of like so like are you attracted to me that sort of stuff kind of similar so that's some of the things I've been saying but very interesting to get the inside scoop on Bobby I think she's hilarious and I love that interview yeah I think she's
1: really good too but also like not for nothing I always find it so funny when people are like she came out of nowhere because before she started the Drake interview, she already had millions of followers on TikTok. So just because you didn't know who she was doesn't mean that, like, other people didn't, you know? That's always, like, I'll never forget this one thing about how, like, Jeremy Renner, people were, like, saying he was, like, an overnight success. You know who he is, the actor? I don't know about it. He's, like, a pretty well-known actor. Jeremy Renner, he was in The Town. He was in Marvel. Anyways, people are like, oh, he was an overnight success after the town. But he was like, I've been in LA hustling, doing small films and acting projects for like 15 years. Yeah. And it's like people get one big thing and then all of a sudden they're an overnight success. So, anyways, I don't know why I'm defending Bobby like that, but I feel like she's been hustling oh, for a while. I'm gonna
0: defend yeah. but- <laughs> Honestly, Bobby, she's working hard. I mean, like she's get so girl. good. Okay, what are you obsessed with? Okay, so everyone, I have finished the Accord of Thorns and Roses series, which I thought I've talked about this. Like people are surprised that I'm into like fantasy fiction, smut, if you will, but I finished it and now I don't know what to do with my life. So everyone, I have decided to start Throne of Glass and I'll report back. I've read three pages because that's usually about my threshold before I like fall asleep and pass out. I told you this was the book I was reading that was like the major workout motivation, the last book in that series. And I was like, You have to read it, Christina. Shout out to all my readers. But Christina, I'm still waiting for you to download A Court of Thorns and Roses.
1: I know, I really need to. I will, you know what? Steve and I, I think, might be taking a little bit of a solo trip. So maybe I will download it for that flight because ready. I need something else without having like distractions from the kids.
0: Just get ready. Steve's going to be like, What are you reading? Because I'll I'll just say it. You're gonna be horny as well. Okay, perfect. If I love do, that. It hot, okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, speaking of sex, that was like a good transition. Mm-hmm. Um, today's episode topic has been on my mind for a while because well, by the way, everyone, we have Rosie here. Welcome, Rosie. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi guys. Hello. Hello. We are what is this? Episode three. Oh, God. Episode three of Going Deeper with Rosie. Yes, it is. I have been thinking a lot about this, and I've been having these conversations in my friendships as well, and I was like, I want to do an episode on this. And basically, it's the shift from going from your hoe phase to your celibate phase, okay? Okay. So to give everyone a little background, I mean, if you've been listening to the podcast, you heard, I am actually shocked by how much I shared of my whole phase actually. And like, do I regret it? Maybe a little bit. I shared a lot of detail. No regrets. I was like, I was in the ocean with a Greek man who worked at the hotel at, anyway, we shared a lot. Suddenly the Greek
2: viewership just skyrockets. Skyrockets.
0: (laughs) Um, Okay. So to give you background, I was in a long-term relationship. I never really like casually dated, had casual sex, whatever. When that ended, last summer was like my rump springer, okay? I went crazy. Like I was just having a really good time, okay? I was in Europe and even like before this, like in LA, you know, I talked about being on field, which was like the sex positive dating app. Like I was just really having fun exploring sex in a way that I hadn't before because I had been in... A relationship with someone since I was 18 years old, lost my virginity to that person, all of that. But then I would say, in the last six months, or even a little bit longer six months, like almost maybe it now, yeah, six months my mindset around casual sex has just changed so much. And it's really interesting to see like where I was a year ago and where I am now. Cause I joke now, like I'm in my celibate phase or my friends and I have been saying we're in, like, our siren summer instead of hot girl summer, like, where we're going to flirt, we're going to date, we're going to do this, but, like, we're not having sex. It's so interesting. The sh- this shift has happened with me and with, like, other women. Is casual sex for women all it's cracked up to be? Because I was having a conversation with a friend at dinner, and I was just like, I just don't think women get as much out of casual sex as men do. It's always better for men than for women. And I've just been having a lot of epiphanies around it. And I definitely think I was like a little bit of a late bloomer. I kind of had my whole phase when I was 28, whereas a lot of people maybe have it earlier. And I think maybe some of it is with age. But... I just feel like this is a very interesting shift. And then, of course, as anything happens, when you start talking about it, I'm seeing like TikToks about it and Instagrams about it, about women who are now in their like celibate era, if you will. Christina, what's your opinion? Do you think that like casual sex is, do you agree with me that men get so much more out of it than women?
1: I think it really depends on the woman for sure. But overall, to be honest with you, I kind of feel like casual sex has been made to feel like women are, they're like sexually liberated and it's like totally okay and like have sex with whoever you want. And I think that is fine if you feel okay with that. But I think more often than not, like women are not happy after having casual sex because I, oh, I feel like at least for me in my experience and with my friends, I feel like if someone's having casual sex with someone, they still in the back of their mind, like, want it to lead to something in some sort of way, even if it's just like attention, even if even if they don't want a relationship, like there's something more that they want from it. And it ends up not being that casual because your self-esteem is getting affected.
0: I will say I have zero regrets about that phase in my life. Like I do feel like it was at the time very liberating for me. And I had a lot of fun. And I feel like I learned a lot about myself and my relationships with men. And I have zero regrets from it. But then that shift started to happen where I was like, wait, this isn't really fun anymore. And that's when I started to rethink it and be like, okay, why isn't this fun for me anymore?
1: I also think there's a very big difference of having like a casual sex with someone while you're on vacation and having a fun experience like that versus newly dating someone and feeling like, oh, let's just have sex, like feeling almost a little pressured to have sex kind of early on and then being disappointed. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, like one of the things as I was thinking about this is I was sleeping with men so I could be intimate with them without having to open up emotionally. That was my way of feeling connected and intimate without having to open up. But on vacation, I think the casual sex is fine. I'm I like, was going to say, your, your rum spring, isn't real. Happened, your
2: spring <laughs> happened in Europe while you had a tan. <laughs> And you're wearing a sundress and also like casual sex when you're at home on an app waiting so for different. some guy to text you and it's 1130 and you've like just done a little dolphin shower and you're sitting on your sofa and your candles are lit and you're like waiting for them to come over and then it doesn't happen. It's so much more disappointing than like seeing where the night takes you on a tropical island. Like they're very different camps.
0: Yeah. So different. Vacation right. is
1: Or, or even – if they do come over and then like the next morning, like they leave and then you don't really hear from them the next day. That, that's like a shitty feeling.
0: And I think for me, it's also like the physical aspect of it. Like women are way more likely to get STDs. Wait, really? That's a thing? Oh my God.
1: Yes. Men can give women STDs easier than women can give it to men.
0: That's fucked up. A lot of STDs, like, the percentage of, like, oh, if a a man has this and has sex with a woman, the percentage of her getting it is, like, I don't know the number, but it's lower oftentimes in the other way. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, guys. I'm not, like, an expert, but... (laughs) Dr. Rayanne, Dr. Rayanne has entered the chat. And, yeah, and I just was like, okay... This was fun, but then I just was starting to feel like shit about myself. And I feel like I learned I do get emotionally attached. Mm -hmm. And as much as I wanted to say to myself, oh, my God, no, it's casual. I don't have interest. Once I had sex with them, I was like, like, maybe.
1: Do you know what I mean? That's what I was going to say, because I do remember you, like, during – this, like, quote-unquote hoe phase, which, by the way, like, if you're having casual sex, like, you're not hoe. Like, wait, it's not, like, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. But I do remember, like, you were having so much fun, but you were definitely attached and having feelings about a couple different people. Do you know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah, like, I was catching feelings, for sure. <laughs> I was, like, I was in it.
1: And I feel like this makes me sound, like, kind of old and prude, maybe. But I've always been, like, if you wanna have sex with me, like, do you know how fucking lucky you have to be? And I kind of feel like that is the attitude and value that maybe we need to all have.
0: You always said that, and I was like in a different place, but at the time, like, (laughs) right, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) Like, I felt like at that point in my life, I wanted to have that, and it actually, in those situations, I did feel like I was like getting more in touch with my femininity and having fun with men in a way I, I didn't. And that's why I say I have no regrets from that time in my life. But then it got me to this place now where I feel like I have more of a similar mindset to you, Christina, of you're lucky to be able to have sex with me. I want to tell you about this two-step skincare system I recently started trying called OneSkin. Okay, OneSkin was founded by four female, whoop whoop, PhD level longevity scientists who have over 15 years of experiencing studying the biology of aging. Wow. So their products focus on the OS1 peptide, which this is crazy, but it's actually reduces the biological age of skin. Insane. I recently started using retinol as well. So I use OneSkin to help reduce the redness and irritation from using retinol and their products are designed to promote healthier skin from the inside out. And for a limited time, our listeners can get 15% off One Skin with our code TCC at oneskin.co. OneSkin is for anyone that wants to prevent or reverse the signs of aging. OneSkin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging, so skin behaves, feels, and appears younger. You can get 15% off with the code TCC at OneSkin.co. That's 15% off OneSkin.co with the code TCC. Age healthy with OneSkin. Have
1: you ever been on a hunt for a new doctor and you ask literally everyone you know for the recommendation? You want someone that actually listens to you and gets you in, isn't trying to rush you out of their office. Someone that has the same values and just fits your vibe. After asking everyone you know, you finally find someone who feels like the perfect fit. And the best part, you call their office and they have availability. You're so excited until the receptionist tells you, I'm sorry, we don't take your insurance. Oh, Dreams are immediately crushed because you thought this doctor was about to save all of your problems. It's okay, you got this. Wipe away those tears and head over to ZocDoc to find and book the doctor that is right for you and takes your insurance. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated, patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for the ones who take your insurance are located near you, and treat almost any condition you're searching for. These doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients, not bots. Average wait time to see a doctor booked on Zocdoc is between just 24 to 48 hours. That's it. And you can even score some same-day appointments. Once you find the doctor you want, you can book them immediately with just a few app taps. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. Go to zocdoccom confident and download the Zocdoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's z o c d o c dot com slash confident. DocDoc.com slash confident.
2: And I think it's getting in touch with your femininity, but when I think about, quote-unquote, the whole phase or, like, doing what you want, it's your freedom. Like, yeah. how much of our experience as teenagers or as we're, like, coming into our, like, sexual selves as young adolescents, young people, are we, as women, told, like, you know, if you sleep with X amount of people, you're a slut. Whereas if guys do it, you know, it's a badge of honor. So it feels like a necessary thing to shake that off and find your freedom. But, like, with all things, once you have it, you're like... Do I really need it? You know what I mean? I think you needed to have that experience of going yeah. down that path to realize, actually, maybe I don't want all of that freedom. I just wanted to know that I could have it should I choose. And right. I think that's the bit that's super important.
0: Yeah. And it's always better in your mind. The anticipation of it is always better than it turns out to be.
2: Well, that was what I was going to ask you. I'm like, wait, so was the casual sex good?
0: I mean, with some, with rarely. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and do you think that's just because you're not comfortable enough? I think it's sexist. Honestly, you gotta like get into the groove with someone. I feel like it's pretty rare that you have sex with someone and you're like, whoa, that rocked. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's kind of, you gotta like have to be able to communicate with someone. Like, well, a lot I mean, of times guys are doing something and I'm like, what the hell is going on there?
2: And you know me, I'm always gonna like go on this rant where I'm a little bit like, Yeah, if you were consistently having mind-blowing casual sex, you'd probably still be having it. Like part of what we're (laughs) saying is, right? I'm like, because as you keep talking about like how to celibate, I keep picturing you as like the nun from The Sound of Music. And I'm like, wait, you just want to sing on a mountain and like find your prince. But you're like, I'm going back to the nunnery. And it's like, okay, but really if that casual sex was like blowing your socks off, there's no way you'd be like, oh, I'm also looking for my soulmate, someone to settle down with and take out the trash and Mm. have to put the toilet seat lid down. You know what I mean? All of those stereotypes like kind of melt together. But I think what this like topic touches on, which is interesting to me, at least, is that women's pleasure is typically a lot more taboo. It's Mm -hmm. like sex as a general concept is a lot more thought about, not to get too anatomical, but it's a lot more thought about in terms of like penetration versus foreplay. And like for women, I don't know, I don't know that I would have the confidence in a casual setting to be like, honey, do you know where the clitoris is? That's not something that I'm like spelling out to some dude on an island in Greece. I don't even know if we're saying the same language. So I think if like you're trying to have Excellent sex, in my experience, at least. Like, I think that blossoms out of partnership. Obviously, there's ex- there's exceptions Hold to the rule. On. You might meet someone that the chemistry is fire. They know what they're doing. That's great. You feel comfortable enough that you know what you're doing. Vice versa. Like, I'm not trying to like shit on men here, but, but there's a lot of communication needed in sex, and yeah. can you have that effectively when it's like super casual?
0: But if I was having mind blowing casual sex, I would be in love with him. Okay, we're not gonna be casual. casual. <laughs> yes. It would not be casual. It would not be casual I mean, at all.
2: You're like, like, hi, that was great. I've taken your last name. <laughs>
0: because yeah. I was having like okay sex, sometimes good sex. And I kind of thought I was in love with him.
2: <laughs> Even the bad sex felt very committed.
0: I was like, I know we met on a sex app, but like, I want to date you. And he was like, I don't think you do. And I was like, what? Anyway, so if I was, it wouldn't be casual. That's the thing. I'm like, I don't think... <laughs> I also just don't think I'm wired for it. Like, I also don't want this to be like a don't have sex. Like, and I'm not telling you to be celibate. I'm like, buying I you think, a like,
2: nun costume for Halloween. Yes, exactly. Like one.
0: I think that women should do whatever they want with sex. But me and a lot of women are realizing I'm actually just maybe not wired to be like sleeping around casually. Like, because I would be in love with him if it was good. I don't know. I think it's one of those things that like people get to, but they need to get to it on
2: their own. Like it's, I don't want anyone like listening to this to hear that like the takeaway is like, don't bother because actually like no one before your Rump Springer Hofe's era could have told you this and you'd be like, yeah, thanks. But like, no, thanks. I need to, this is experiential knowledge. You need to go out and gather the research. You need to do the survey. And like,
0: I don't think I'd be feeling this way if I didn't have that. Period of my life. hundred
2: like, percent everybody needs some war stories also what if you get in a relationship and suddenly you haven't had any of this experience and providing what you're seeking is like a monogamous real, committed long-term relationship you can't then go back like mm-hmm. you know what i mean unless you separate in the future or you decide to open your relationship like you have this like precious window of time to like do some market research
0: very important
2: yeah we need to do the survey of all the dicks
0: yeah and i do think too like not to be woo woo but as i get more like spiritual whatever i'm like there's so much power that we have in that act and some of the guys and like what the hell was i thinking oh my god And I just think that's like important to keep in mind, which is very much like what your mindset was. Christina, you would be so lucky to have sex with me. You were talking about kind of the energetic exchange. The energetic exchange I think is so powerful. And I think the energy, like if you're around this person, I do think there is an energetic exchange that has an impact. Yeah.
1: You're talking about having casual sex and like you kind of leaning into that feminine energy. But I kind of feel like there's a lot of feminine energy that comes from not having sex. Totally. Tell us more, like the dance. Well, I just think that, and again, like this is different for every single person, but like, this is just like from my own experience, holding yourself to like a certain value or a certain standard that you're only willing to accept. I just feel like in a way makes someone like respect you so much more. And like that respect, I feel like makes you feel empowered and feminine in that way.
2: Oh, where... I like that. The connection of, like, your femininity being intrinsically linked to your power.
1: Yeah, that's how yeah, I... I think
2: societally, they often divorce the two. Like, often if you're feminine, you're, like, little and weak and, you know, a wilting flower. But actually, you're talking about, like, your femininity being, like, this strong... Powerful force within you. That's how I look at my femininity. Oh, I love that definition. No, I'm taking that, putting it in my pocket.
0: And I like that. And I think there is power in, like, in in that exactly. But then I think about like, okay, one time Rosie and I were talking to two of our guy friends, and then this rubbed me the wrong way when one of the guys see women, they don't respect women who have sex. They don't early on. Yes, which I feel like is misogynistic in the same way. Do you know what I'm saying? If a guy's like, oh. We don't take a girl seriously if she has sex with us on, like, the first date.
2: But I think the difference is is that's men judging women, whereas women making assessments of themselves is okay because it's, like, an individual internal thing. Like, if you're deciding that your femininity, whether you're choosing to have sex or you're waiting and withholding, makes you feel powerful... I think that's okay because it's yeah. it's not something you're projecting on the other yeah. gender. And- Whereas I think in that yeah. situation that was kind of like judgmental of them. I remember that. I was enraged. Yeah. yeah and I was enraged. <laughs> I, that's, like, that's
1: like just a dick thing. Do you know what I mean? Like they're, maybe are just like kind of assholes and they're judgmental and also like maybe if they did have sex with a girl but they actually really, really liked her their opinion would change. You know, like I have like tons of friends who had like sex with someone like on the first date and now they're married or they were in long-term relationships. So I think it really depends on the person to person.
0: No, I agree. And I feel like I've come into that phase of my life where as I've been dating recently, I have been waiting much, much longer or not doing it at all. And I do feel like I have that power of like, I'm choosing who gets to have access to this part of me. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask like, so for your celibate, era mm-hmm. what does that look like like have you is it kind of just a little unintentional thing that's kind of happening naturally or have you kind of defined that in yourself that you're like I don't want to have sex until x y and z like how does that look in yeah. the way that you've imagined it
0: well number one I just was like had a few like experiences where I was just like Ugh. like this is not worth it to me like honestly sorry if this is TMI but like my pH was getting thrown off when I was like having sex with guys. So like I'd have sex with a guy. It'd be like fine. And then I'd be like a week, two weeks later, like having to freaking put boric acid up there for seven days in a row. You know, it's just like, Mm -hmm. Oh, like physically it wasn't worth it. And then I had a few experiences where I'm like, can you put on a condom, put on a multiple times? I just kind of was like, you know what? That's enough. Like clearly like this is not worth it for me. And also I was catching feelings too. And I was just like, okay, they're not feeling the same way. Like I need to reevaluate this. So now I am making sure they're planning dates. We're going out. We're not doing anything at my apartment or their apartment until I feel ready, whether it's like a month in or longer till I feel like, okay, I actually feel like I know this person, not just, oh, we went on one date and I feel attracted to them. Because before, I would just have sex on the first day. It was, like, fun. And I was just, like, in my fun mindset. And now I'm like, okay, I've had my fun, like, learned. It's not really all what it's cracked up to be. And so now I'm just like, no, let's get to know each other first.
2: Like, for a chunk of time or if it's, like, a time that you just, like, need a break to, like, rest and recharge from. You know what I mean? You're not signing a contract. There's no rules. Like, if tomorrow you decide to, you know, do it in a different way, then, like, good for you. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's the beauty of it is, like, you define what works for you. And I think that's the message of what you're saying, right? That like you had to take stock, assess, does this even serve me? Mm -hmm. And if it's not like, why am I doing it?
0: Yeah. Do you feel like Rosie, from your perspective on like a broader scale? Because as I was like seeing more things about this and like reading about it, there are some opinions on casual sex is like the biggest lie. Like we've sold to women and hearing people's perspective is interesting. Are we sold this? And it's Is it really empowering or is it not?
2: I think my individual opinion is that, in theory, casual sex sounds amazing. Like, I think as women, for us to do what the hell we like with our bodies, to not be measured, monitored, dictated to, is the most liberating thing. Whether that's, like, in our bodies in general or in our bodies through sexuality, like, I think that's really important. But the problem is, is that we're half of the equation. Mm. So we are still interfacing, as women... You know, if it's a guy-girl relationship, then in turn with men. And so I think the tricky thing is we do look at these things in a very broad way, and that's helpful and it helps us to think as a collective, but we're still dealing with the individual. Like you're still or we're all still, you know, potentially you you meet up with someone, there's chemistry, you decide to have sex with them, but they're not as educated on like women's pleasure as maybe you are, or there are things that you don't know. And so you're only half of it. Yeah. And so I'm like in an individual case-by-case way when you're dating and having sex, I don't know if it's fair for women to hold on their backs the entire weight of revolutionizing sexual cultural norms and breaking down things that aren't working for us. And it's just like, yeah, I, I would like to think that whether it be in my own relationships or my girlfriend's in their relationships or even, you know, Christina raising sons, that we can always evolve things and the conversation gets more enticing to women, right? Because I think the conversation around sex has mostly always been enticing to men and we've been a participant versus like a yeah. ambassador of it that we can continue to evolve and grow. But do I need to take on doing that? Like, we're, like I'm saying I as in you. Like, Do you need to date by date be like moving that needle on your own? Like sometimes it's okay to tap out and take a break, mm-hmm. have a little rest do you know what i mean so i'm just like i don't know if it's a question i can answer do i think it's like all it's cracked up to be because i think it's necessary i think it'd be a wonderful exploration of your freedom but i also know that the process is kind of explorative and sometimes for it to be great sex, it needs to be educational and i don't know are you like a teacher <laughs> like, do you feel like a teacher so maybe in six months time years time you're going to be a back out in the field like you know evangelizing the (laughs) you know New York City men on what's up for great casual sex but like if right now you need to take a break I'm I'm on board with that yeah I don't know if I answered that question
0: no you did and I think it is it's just like I mean I'm always interested to hear people's opinions on both sides of things like this but I lived it that having that phase of my life. I did feel empowered at the time until I didn't. And then I was like, okay, I'm shifting this for myself. So I don't think we can be like, oh, casual sex isn't empowering to women. I don't think you can make that blanket statement, but I do think it's just so into the individual. And also not to go too deep into this, but I do think some people are wired differently and they can have sex without getting attached. And it's just such a case by case thing that you just have to do what is best for you. And this is just where I'm at, taking sex, not more seriously, I guess, but just, like, being more choosy with it. And I think it could be an age thing as we're getting older. Mm. And who who knows? There's probably a lot of factors that come into it. But I really do think it just comes down to the individual.
2: And I like that because, like, as I'm hearing you talk, I'm like you were saying it's kind of like red car syndrome where you, like, have talked to one girl about it and now, like, suddenly everyone's like, I feel the same, I feel the same. But also it's like you find what you seek. And so right now, this is the phase that you're in. But there will be other people around you that aren't in that phase. And, like, I think what I'm also always interested in is that, like, as women, we don't feel that we have to conform to this, like, societal rhythm that we define our own norms and so it's just Mm -hmm. like what if your quote-unquote ho phase happens at 50 and like you never had that phase when you were younger and you're newly single or you're finding yourself or like what if you lose your libido after your childbearing years and you decide to like go and live your best life and like you, you find that path then like I just think At the end of the day, it's an individual choice. It's always really comforting to meet people that are in a similar phase or rhythm of life as you are, but I'm just like an equal advocate of any different thing that makes you feel like you're growing and that you're moving forward and that you're not stagnating. And more than anything, that you're always doing what feels congruent and best and truest to yourself. So hearing you talk about this and the relief and the calm and the like satisfaction that it's bringing you to like step back from maybe what you felt was like kind of a norm and being like, no, this is my norm. This is what works for mm-hmm. me Rae-Ann, right now. Like, that makes me incredibly proud of you. I feel like it's 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 super healthy and it will propel you to the next thing, yeah. you know? So I love that.
0: And I want to say too, like, I don't want anyone to feel like if you're not in this phase or whatever, I have zero judgment. Like, let me tell you, I had some really harsh judgment from people I really care about when I was in this phase of my life that was like questioning my character. And I was like, it was really hard for me. Like, I think both of these sides of the spectrum are so important and it's Mm -hmm. going to ebb and flow as we're in different stages of our life so
2: well now you have these war stories in your back pocket you know the next generation or the next people that are in their hoe phase you can be their fairy hoe mother
0: oh my god yeah just come
2: under your wing and just like
0: some really good stories yeah
2: you're like by the way
0: like honestly, it's gonna be a book one day, and you guys are gonna be like, "Whoa, well, would that, you, what would that? I would have you nothing, call it?" I would have nothing to talk about if I didn't have that face. In my
2: life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one <Someone> of hoes. <laughs> Wait, what's your title?
0: I don't know. We need to. We need to brainstorm the title of the book. Well, with that. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks, thanks for, for joining us, Rosie. Thanks
2: for having me. We'll see you soon. Bye, guys. Bye.